everybody. You are listening to Limited Playtime, the board game podcast where we bring you board game reviews in 30 minutes or less. Or the next one is free. That's right. <laughs> I'm Kyle Bolin. And I'm Scott Dack. Yeah, Scott is stepping in. He is pinch hitting for Jason today, who is still in Asia. Hopefully he will return very soon. Uh, but as it is, Scott has decided to step in and help me out this week. And we are going to be talking about Too Many Bones. Yes, amateur fill-in help on, on Too Many Bones today. <laughs> we're, we're, it's all amateur all the time here, so <laughs> no worries there. Uh, Too Many Bones is a game that we briefly talked about on our 40th episode because we it was my number one game of 2018. Uh, and so, I don't know, Scott, we, we kind of did a, a top 10 list where Jason and I each talked about our top 10 games that we played for the first time in 2018, and the very top of mine was Too Many Bones, so my opinion's already out there. Spoilers, I like this game quite a bit. Um, wow, so you've only, <laughs> you, you only uh, started playing Too Many Bones in 2018? Uh, yeah, I got it at Gen Con uh, in August, oh. so I haven't had it that long. But oh, wow. it was a very, uh, very intense uh, affair with this game very quickly. So Yeah, I know. Having been to your home and seen the, the pile yeah. of, of expansions yeah. you've bought. Yeah, you, you love this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I played a lot of it the first month I had it. And so I immediately just kind of went all in or almost all in on everything they had. And now I'm a... Uh, I, I, I am definitely a disciple at their church, so I'm probably <laughs> at this point maybe biased. But uh, we'll, we'll do this thing anyway, so... Uh, too Many Bones, they refer to it as a dice builder RPG. That is how uh, Chip Theory Games, that is the publishing company that, and I believe also the, the people that designed the, the game, that's how they describe it. You know, I, I didn't mention, but it's designed by Josh J. Carlson and Adam Carlson. I believe they are brothers. Art is by Josh J. Carlson and Anthony Latorno. And as I just stated, the publisher is Chip Theory Games. Uh, it is listed as a one to four player game with a playing time of 60 to 120 minutes. Does that, does that feel fair to you, Scott? Well, we we go we go over that um, <laughs> now that might be because we're uh, uh, socializing a lot we're not we're not the most yeah. focused yeah we, we that get... happens that's all right so you know if you're looking at board game geeks entry for this game it lists it as best fourth best at three meaning three players uh, so I, I imagine that that has to do with just like the length of time that it takes to have four people take turns rather than two or three or, 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 or what have you. I've, I've played this game more solo than I have in groups, but I've also played it more duos than, you know, any other higher player count number. So, well, when we've been playing it with four players, we have run into a little bit of a problem with, um, uh, space and maneuvering. So I wonder yeah. if, oh, with three players, then you would have more room for yeah. the, the, the little bit of movement that the game does entail. Yeah, meaning, meaning actual movement on the board, you mean. Like right, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it, it gets really tight in there. There's really only 16 spaces on the board at any given time, and if you've got four gear locks and, say, like four monsters, then you're taking up half of that space, and usually half of the space that's open is just behind the two lines that the gear locks and the monsters are on, so there's almost no movement going on when you get kind of, like, gridlocked like that, uh, yeah. which, is, which yeah. is maybe one little problem with the way the game plays, because, you know, this game is a very tactical game in nature, and... And it has a very limited sort of like movement set going on because the board is so limited. Uh, so, you know, like you're worrying kind of about range and you're kind of worrying about melee. And that's kind of about it in this game. I, I, I wonder Adjacency though, kind of matters. But go, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I, I wonder, though, if that might be a, uh, a simplicity design, right, yeah. to help, you know, the, the game flow yeah. a little faster. You're not trying to get, you know, a, a hex side surrounding yes. going on like. In some other games, you've got, oh, you've got ranged, you've got melee, you've got 
know, if you can make a hole in the enemy line, you know, like you say, we've often lined up four versus four, four yeah. monsters, four, four players, and uh, until you poke a hole in that wall, there really isn't any worries about much maneuvering. Yeah, I think it's more of a focused thing. It's definitely a design choice rather than just like some sort of like thing that is a fault, you know, that came out of the design. But we should probably describe what this game is like to actually play. So when you, when you play Too Many Bones, you are selecting one to four uh, different gear locks. They are these little like gnomish, like goblinish type creatures. Uh, and each one comes with a PVC printed sheet that explains their powers. And their powers are all represented and played with uh, with these dice that are that they come with. Each one has its own set of dice. And each each one also has a die cut neoprene mat that you kind of slot the dice into they actually have little holes that they all fit into and so that's kind of your character it's sort of like your D&D character sheet and what you're doing at the beginning is you're selecting which nemesis you're going to take on, which is sort of like, you know, the big bad, the boss that you're going to fight at the end of the game. You select, uh, you kind of construct a deck of events that you're going to travel through. Each one represents a day as this, you know, adventuring party or this solo adventurer is going out in the world to try to, like, defeat this nemesis. Uh, and each event kind of is very unique, a unique mechanical and a unique story thing that happens where you read through the sort of like narrative that happens on the front side you flip it over and you usually have like a choice to make and each of those choices may have like you know uh, a challenge in terms of a fight that you're going to do like a battle or it might have other goofy things like what did we do we had to like break barrels or something like that in one of them yeah that was our option right our option was to break barrels or to to break something else was there a chest we could have tried to pry over. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And so we were we were trying to decide between having a, a a sure chance of getting some normal loot out of those barrels or a chance, like a more a slim chance of getting like one really good loot out of that chest, sort of. And that was like that day's adventure, basically. Right, and even the breaking of the barrels was. Was a chance, right? One or two of yeah. us uh, failed we, to break we, our barrel and didn't get Exactly, it. yeah. It was just like you had more barrels, so there was like probably a better chance that you were going to get something for the party rather than, you know, like the chance that you, you only had one chance to get anything with the other option. But so, right. you know. So, uh, I was just going to say, yeah. So the, in a lot of ways, it's very much like a, a classic old, you know, uh, D&D campaign, bunch of kids sitting around the table, right? You, you fight your way through one encounter to another encounter. Um, yeah. interspersed with uh, a, a puzzle or uh, yeah. a trap here or there, and that's really the way the game plays out. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels, right? And I think that that's what they're going for, is the, is this sort of like streamlined, accessible, role-playing-esque adventure. Yeah, role-playing light, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was going to ask you, because I know you've done a lot of a lot of role-playing uh, in your time. I've, and I've, I've done a ridiculous amount of role-playing. <laughs> yeah, and so so when you when you're building out this gear lock and you're taking a look at all these different abilities and and you're kind of like going through this adventure, how do you feel like that compares to your experiences role playing in the past with all the different systems you've tried out and everything? Uh, well, then for me, it doesn't really feel like role playing there, right? When I'm looking at the which the the gear lock character sheet, which uh, the quality of this stuff is fantastic, right? The the brightly mm-hmm. colored dice you have. 15, 20 dice that are just for your character and the neoprene mm-hmm. character sheet. Um, yeah, and, the, and like you say, the, 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 the character sheet itself, which is polyvinyl or whatever, those are all very nice, very tactically nice. But yeah, when it comes down to it, I go right into my, my rules lawyer, my, my power gamer mentality uh-huh. um, or, or tactical player. You know, what, what powers are going to work well for me? I'm not thinking in a, in a role-playing mindset at all at that point. 
You mean when you're playing this game, that's how you feel, right? Right, 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 when yeah. I'm playing this game. Because there's not a lot of actual, there's no role playing going on here where you're suddenly like pretending to be a certain character or anything like that. Um, I was thinking more in line of like, you know, I've played some d and I've played some Pathfinder, and, you know, at least with certain systems, a big part of the system is how you build your character out, you know, and kind of sure, like sure. figuring out which sort of path you want to go down with your fighter or the path you want to go down with your mage or whatever. And some of them tend to be like, you know, more offensive in nature or, you know, more ranged in nature. You know, like when you when you play a ranger type character, you usually usually have an option of being like sort of an archer or being somebody that's going to like jump up into the, you know, the front of the battle with two knives out or something like that. Right. Sure. sure. And, and so I was kind of thinking, like, if anything, I feel like since this is billing itself as a dice builder RPG, the thing that I feel like it approximates at least the best is that feeling of being able to really take a character down a different path than the last time, you know? Um, because these Absolutely. characters, because these uh, characters kind of have, yeah. So like, there's like four different, uh, sort of like, um, specialties, I guess for each gear lock in terms of the abilities that you can choose from. And you can kind of like pick and choose among those things, but you can definitely like specialize within them and go down a path. And it kind of felt to me similar to like when I would take, you know, a ranger type character down an archer path and just completely forego the part where I could be up using melee weapons or something like that. Right. Sure. No, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can go to customize each character. So if two different people, play that same character right they are going to pick different specialties and come up with some, a different completely different uh experience playing the game and uh, and still be useful right it's not like yeah. oh I've, I've made this choice and now <laughs> my character is useless and i'm stuck with it for the rest of the the day for the rest of the two hours or whatever no they have uh different strengths and weaknesses and yeah it's a lot of fun to, to mess with that and to see what your different powers can do yeah, and to think about how that might affect your other, your teammates or, you know, how it's going to be especially useful in this particular scenario or against this particular boss. Um, those are all, like, sort of, like, little puzzly ways of looking at the game that have entertained me as I've been playing it, is really thinking about, like, you know, this guy can kill a level 5 baddie just like that, right? Like, he can just execute one, right? But is that going to be helpful if I'm only going to be facing, like, you know, a boss in the next battle? Probably not. Well, well and you've played a lot more of it than I have, but what's right. fun for me, the puzzle aspect for me... Uh, once you get past the the intimidation of all the information packed onto <laughs> the character sheet, you know, there's just yeah. all the little symbols and all the text. And but once you decipher that code and you start digging into it, then what's been a lot of fun for me is like, oh, okay, what's this power? I'm looking it up. Oh, this is what it can do. And then I'm trying to figure out, okay, how will that help us in what we're playing and doing today? Yeah. I don't have enough understanding of the different bad guys and have not enough playthroughs to look at it and go oh now i have this many dice to roll i can kill you know a six hit point baddie in one go or it'll take me two go hits or whatever yeah, yeah. but uh, it's a lot of fun that uh customization is a lot of fun to explore and to get yeah. in and, and to, to monkey with to play with yeah and, and and you know one of the things that's been along that same line is, is just the variety between the characters because <sighs> There's so much. <laughs> right. And yeah, well, there's, yeah, each one is so different in each character. The, the designers have done a nice job. Each character seems to have their own little set of rules, right? But they all yeah. work and they all yes. fit into the game mechanics. And so that, right. that's mind boggling to me that that's just uh, as, a, as a game master, that'd be way too much work for me. I'm too damn lazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's true. Yeah, if you try, if you had this much variety with uh, like, like I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like Pathfinder has this much variety, and it can be uh, it can be pretty intimidating to try to like remember how all of those different things work. And and I, I yeah, like the way that these each gear lock does feel like it's got its own sort of like you know puzzly system to work out, and then to really try to exploit exploit as as well as you can to succeed in the game. And I don't know that that's part of the fun for me is is really trying to figure out how to min max each character for whatever scenario that I'm doing, um, and like you said you know i've played i've played quite a bit at this point I've, I've played this game dozens of times so you know trying to figure out exactly how i should take this character to kill the poison guy or take this character to go kill the person that you know is just a big ogre or whatever like it's a different way of approaching each particular boss in each particular scenario so uh, sure. it has a lot of longevity to it well what's nice there right is that you you've played it you know, a replayability here. You've played it over and over and over, and you're still having a lot yeah. of fun figuring out that min-maxing. I'm having a ton of fun uh, just trying to figure out, oh, what does this character do? What does this right. power yeah. do? And yeah. I'm looking forward to, to getting in and playing that same character again or even getting another character and go, oh, new set of abilities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, new, new chance to customize. And like we were talking about before with each character, oh, well, okay, I've explored this power. I've been neglecting this one or this specialty. So what what will this do? Do I, do I try and bring this in and figure out how it works yeah. while we play? Yeah, there's a real joy of discovery there. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, the game, another thing that really impresses me about this game is the... Normally when I play a game that has sort of like a narrative structure to it or any sort of like attempt to narrate something, right? Like whether it's a, a an overarching theme, whether it's an overarching adventure, whether it's like an event that happens like, you know, event to event, uh, it feels like at best adequate. This game has made me laugh out loud. This game has some really <laughs> clever writing, some really funny, you know, like cute events that happen, some actually pretty clever, funny, like sort of referential stuff that happens in the uh, in the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've got a feel for that as we've because we've only played it twice, I think, together. But I, I, it's really impressed me just how entertaining the writing on the event cards can be. Um, yeah, that hasn't grabbed me as much uh, in the couple times that we've played. I know the uh, the the art of the individual characters on the character sheets is cute and humorous. Each mm-hmm. gear lock looks uh, uh, very cute, but uh, no, the some of the things in the writing have been, have made me smile here and there, but yeah, sure. gravity yeah. is really laugh out loud funny, yeah. There's a lot of, so there's a lot of events, you know, and, and the cards, so the event deck is split up between solo and non-solo cards, so if you're playing this game solo, you're going to get completely different events than if you're playing in a multiplayer setting, uh, and there's uh, a bunch okay. of expansion cards as well, so like, you know, I've bought one of the expansions that adds a bunch of more cards, so, you know, like, part of that is like, you know, after you've read the same card, you know, 12 times or whatever, it's not really that entertaining anymore and you're pretty much just flipping it over and and you're just going straight to the choices that you're making and deciding you know which one you're going to make today so eventually eventually there was some diminishing returns with that but initially it made a pretty it made a pretty big impact on me just like kind of how whimsical and fun i think some of the writing was in the game uh and maybe also because i was playing solo it impacted me a little bit more because if you're just sitting there reading to yourself you really kind of absorb things and and digest i think written word better than if somebody's like reading to you in a group setting you know absolutely Absolutely, and you're less distracted, right? I mean, yeah, I yeah. when you when you're reading the cards when we're, the four of us are playing, I'm I'm in that gamer mode where right. I'm I'm listening to well, what's the per cho- uh, information I'm going to need to right, grab out right. of this? You know, well, okay, what are what are the two choices? Right, each card, each encounter card has two choices. What are the two choices? Which do I prefer? Which do I think would be best for us? And then at the same time, I'm listening to the other players who are with us. 
because I don't want to get bogged down in an argument or whatever. So like, okay, is this, <laughs> is this a choice that I really care about? Am I happy to go with somebody else's? Am I willing to advocate a little bit for my preference? Not yeah. a, or a lot, you know, that's really where I'm thinking. I'm not really focused on, on the words. Yeah, and, yeah that makes yeah, sense. The poetry yeah, I, there. It probably makes more sense when you're playing solo for that thing to be to, to that for that to be one of the things that you enjoy. We we talked a little bit about Nemo's War, which is another game that is actually uh, designed to be a solo game, and and that's one that has sort of like events happening similarly, where you, where you read through an event each time, and and that's one that also I've kind of enjoyed playing by myself more than playing with other people for the purpose of just kind of like sitting there and casually uh, absorbing the the sort of narrative that's going on and just sort of the milieu of the whole thing, rather than just like making the mechanical choices as quickly as you can, so you're not like annoying anybody or slowing them down or anything like that you know that makes perfect um, sense yeah 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 uh but that is one thing i appreciate about this game so like if if you're listening to this and you're thinking that you might enjoy this as a solo gamer i think that there's a lot of things about this that work solo uh much more than a lot of other games you know there, there's several games out there that i've i've definitely expressed my opinion work really well solo this is one of the best so so then let me ask you are, are you impressed with this game that it works equally well solo as or, or with a group yeah, so I feel like when we're playing with a group, seeing how we all affect each other with our abilities is really interesting. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. like interesting strategic decisions to be made, not only about how we build the party, which is one thing, right, but also how we then use those abilities, how we build our characters out to complement each other very well. That mm-hmm. becomes part of the game when you're playing multiplayer, and mm-hmm. that's another level that you're not getting when you play solo. So yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's, and like I said, you know, like there's completely different events that happen when you're playing in a multiplayer setting. So, you know, those things are designed to be multiplayer scenarios and multiplayer events, whereas the solo ones are designed to be solo. So they just fit much better and, and they work much better given the player count that you've got. So yeah, right. I feel like it works really well at going back and forth between both solo and multiplayer, unlike a game like Nemo's War, which I feel like really should only be played solo and the co-op doesn't really work very well at all with Nemo's War. Right, and, I, and I've been a, a tabletop gamer for a long time, going back to... The, the 80s and back then a lot of games would try and bill as oh you know it can be multiplayer or single player yeah. but of course they were very very boring or dry or, or simplistic as the single player they weren't really both and yeah. so i think once again credit to the developers needs designers needs to go here because uh it works so well as both yeah well, it sounds like we've been expressing pretty positive opinions about this so far without like a whole <laughs> lot of criticism. Is there anything about this game that you would criticize or anything that you would say, you know, you would change or anything along those lines? Um, gosh, uh, the criticism, <laughs> how, um, how to bring it up without getting too nitpicky. Well, one thing, one thing is, I guess, kind of nitpicky or just for, you know, old man complaining, right? The, the, the character sheets, we talked about them, they're, they're high quality, <laughs> yeah. they're great, but... Why is the majority of the background uh, gray or some other darkish color with a black font? Yeah. <laughs> Give me. Yeah, we had some trouble deciphering a couple of those symbols the other day. So, um, yeah, right, there, there yeah. Can be, yeah and, and the print's pretty small. So, like, you know, you can kind of struggle to read it at times uh, or in certain lights and things like that. So that that's a little bit. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah. but that is that's that's like, you know, those are small issues, I think, that are right. definitely compensated, uh, you know by the the quality of the game and, and the, uh, the the fun that I'm having when I'm playing the game overall. You know, I think the other thing here that's like it has to be mentioned is that this is like one of the most expensive games I own. Oh. Uh, like it's not a cheap thing to get into. Uh, so, you know, I had kind of like heard a lot of buzz about this game going into Gen Con. 
and I'd kind of been following their Twitter, and I saw that they were going to have a limited quantity of this of this game uh, at their booth at Gen Con, and I was like, you know what? I've kind of saved up, you know, like about $300, right, that I was going to use as my gaming budget for Gen Con, and I was like, I'm going to see if I can get a copy of this game, because it just sounds really cool, and I bought it. I spent, I think, $120 on this game, and I, like, had this immediate buyer's remorse, right, where, like, I'm, like, toting around this, like, super heavy game over Gen Con, and I'm just like, oh, my God, oh. should I just go return this game? I should just go return this game. This is, like, worth, like, two or three other games that may be, like, just equally as fun, you know, and so I had, I was, I had this, like, you know, just, or, like, this, this crisis throughout Gen Con of whether or not I made a huge mistake, and, you know, I pulled the game out while we were at our hotel, and and I looked through the rules and I was like, you know what? This looks really complicated. I'm probably not going to get to it until I get home. So I got to make this decision about whether or not I'm going to try to sell it to somebody who maybe didn't get their hands on a copy who wants it, you know? And I <laughs> thought about it and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it out. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure I can sell it on eBay or something if I really don't like it and I don't feel like it's worth the money. And then I fell in love with the game and I played it 14 times that first week, you know? <laughs> so... So, it's an expensive game. It is a it's a relatively heavy game rules-wise. It's a very heavy game just, you know, physically weight-wise, and I feel like I don't have any regret at this point. Like it was it was a big part, it was a big chunk of my Gen Con budget and I don't really have any regret after actually getting down and playing the game because it really was that fun. It really is that unique and it is something that I've played probably more than any other game in 2018 and i can see myself playing it at least as much as a lot of other my other favorite games in 2019 so so i guess i could get into a potential criticism there right is that it's been very easy for me to sit down and learn to play this game because you've done all the heavy lifting right <laughs> you you've slogged through the, the the rule book knowing nothing and figured it out and i just had to sit down with you know our other players and you tell us oh okay so here are the basics and here's you know, yeah what I, you're I trying that, to do i think that that's a good thing though if, if you can sit down and understand a game that is uh somewhat complicated uh with pretty simple explanations and and not feel frustrated necessarily i, I think that that's to the game's benefit you know that that means that the game was designed well enough that it can be taught and not every game can claim that you know some games are so complicated that even when somebody's explaining to you you're just like what like what? I, like you just referenced like three different things that i don't understand what you're talking about you know and and sure, I, I feel sure. like if i was i feel like if i was trying to explain terra mystica to you we might have more trouble than than explaining something like too many bones that's been relatively straightforward so um questions right, here all, and there but yeah so all i'm saying is that for the person who's going to be teaching other people right for the person who's going to have to crack this open and and slog through the rules uh, yeah. on their own that might be a little daunting or that might you know, something they should be aware of yeah, you should be aware that it is. It's not. It's not a light game. So if you're the kind of, no. kind of person that is that is turned off by you know like a 24 page rule book, then you're probably going to be turned off by this game when you when you get down to actually like exploring it and everything. But if you're the kind of person that wants to sit down and play like you know medium weight Euro games or medium weight um, you know like American style games, this is probably going to be okay. It's probably going to be accessible enough to you, and you'll be able to explain it to other people. And in the end. I think that if you like, you know, like a highly customizable game with, you know, a lot of different sort of like choose your own adventure style paths to go down that has some really interesting sort of strategic and tactical decisions to be made, then this is very satisfying. Right. And that's the, the trade off you make with a game, right? Yeah. The, the lighter and easier it is to get into, right? The less customization, the less replay, the less options uh, are in the actual game itself. Yeah, that so, can be a, yeah. 
that there, there's probably a correlation there, I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there is. And yeah. well, we can use that same correlation, right, and go back where you're talking about all the customization, all the neat stuff, all the things to explore and learn about each character. Well, for some people, for players who aren't as as in deep into the, the, the gaming as you and I are, that might be a little intimidating, right? That might be a sticking yeah. point, picking up that uh, that character sheet and you know getting hit with all the little symbols and yes. all the small yeah. text and and just figuring out the the mechanics of oh okay i need to read what the little symbols on the dice are and yep. then they're explained over here in no particular order discernible right. order at first right right and then being overwhelmed by all that and then but they do do a nice job if you flip over the character sheet right they do give you some tips on how to customize yeah. on how to you know what your first step should be so yeah. even the, the designers know that, that that sticking point is there and have tried to help the players along with that. Yep, yeah. Uh, and I th- we've kind of like vaguely referenced it, but the, uh, yeah, I think you were talking about at the beginning of, the, of, of our recording that the, the components are very nice. You know, like the, uh, the, everything in this game is represented either by dice or by these very nice chips that have like a real nice weight to them. Uh, has all the stats and all the abilities for the monsters printed on the chips. Uh, your your gear lock, everything's explained on your neoprene sheet and your PVC sheet. But you also have like you know a a chip that represents your gear lock, uh, and everything has this very nice feel to it. It's all very durable. Everything is like screen printed or like you know heat transferred or it's made of like extremely durable materials. Like there's no paper that you're going to be touching in this. No cardboard. It's all like you know essentially like plastic, but very durable plastic. I was going to say, I never thought about it until listening to you describe it just now, but if you spill your drink while yeah. playing this game, it, it is not an event, right? It's we, not no. a big deal. You, we, you... We, were, we were eating wings while playing this game, yes. hot wings, yeah, right. and there was no anxiety over it. <laughs> right. No, yeah. You, yeah. you weren't yelling at us. You, know, you should nope, have been yelling at us. was not worried because yeah. you, just, you just wipe them down and they're fine. No, that's brilliant. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it is, this is light years away from you know when I started – uh, tabletop gaming with uh, Jev and Ogre and the little uh, cardboard shits you had to cut out yeah. by yourself. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, very durable. You're getting a very high quality for the money. You're getting a very deep and, uh, I think, very fun and satisfying game for the money. But that said, it's an expensive game, so it's very much like sort of a boutique, a luxury item in terms of the gaming, the gaming or, space. Or a reward for yourself, right? There I mean, you go. Right. You're, yeah. you're paying for it, but you're getting all that quality. That is how exactly times, how I felt when I bought it. <laughs> right, because I was just going to say, how many times have you opened up a game and yeah. been disappointed by the the, 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 the quality paraphernalia of in the box? Yeah. Right, yes. the quality yeah. of stuff in the box. Well, gee, would it really have raised the, the cost so much to have these be heavier cardboard or whatever? Right, yeah. And you'd yeah. never feel that way with any of this stuff in these boxes, right? Yeah, not the case here. Right. Yeah. Okay, we're coming up on thirty minutes. We're getting pretty close. We probably yep. should wrap yep. it up. Do you have any other any other thoughts or any other opinions you need to you, you need to spit out there for too many bones? That I need to no, none that I need to spit. <laughs> okay, well <laughs> I am looking forward to. We decided we were going to start a campaign with this game, so we're gonna we're gonna continue that hopefully in the next few weeks, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so are we. We can't wait awesome. to get back into it. Cool. All right, Jason should be back next week, hopefully, as long as he doesn't get you know like uh, kidnapped by the Chinese government or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so we're probably going to be recording on Forbidden Sky, which is the follow up to Forbidden Desert, which was the follow up to Forbidden Island. So we're going to be 
jumping in there and seeing what we think of the newest game. I believe that's from Matt Leacock. He's one of the guys that did Pandemic. So we're going to see what we think of that that design and how that compares to the other two games as well. So that's I'm, what I'm, we will be talking about next week. I'm hoping Jason will be back so that he can take the hit for that one so that I don't have to. Yeah, yeah, we, we played that too, and we, we had we had a time with that game, but yes. you know, I've, I've, I've had some more experiences that I'll be uh, happy to talk about next week when Jason's back, so we can see what he thinks too. But thank you so much, Scott, for stepping in here and helping me out. I really appreciate it. Uh, this was a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll probably have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in one week. Bye-bye. You say bye, Scott. Oh, bye, Scott. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right.